We have long lived in a threatening and uncertain world. Recently, North Korea seems to be testing our new president by launching missiles. We also have had uh, Russian planes buzzing U.S. warships and a Russian ship up the eastern seaboard this week. We have continuing issues with with Israel, Syria, Iraq, and more. And all this makes for increasing tensions around our world. So in a world of power and politics, the one with the strongest fist or the most guns wins. Instead of the golden rule, the ethic of power politics becomes something more like do unto others first before they do unto you. Or at least this, if they do anything bad to you, finish them off before they can do anything worse. This kind of antagonistic life has been going on for a very long time. And this kind of antagonistic life is not the way God intends it to be. All through the scriptures, we learn about God's better plans for human life. Early in the Old Testament, the law of God was given to Moses, and it was intended to mitigate and moderate our inclination toward destruction and domination Of one another. No, said Moses, don't retaliate and intimidate with every ounce of destruction that you can muster. Moses sought to lead the people away from this kind of antagonistic and violent way to the promised land, a land of joy and justice, a land of worship and service of God. Moses taught, let the response be measured by the offense. An eye for an eye, and only an eye. A tooth for a tooth, but only a tooth. And more than that, as we heard in our first lesson today, Moses reminds the people, you shall be holy, because God is holy. And when you reap a harvest, don't reap the very edges of your field, and when you Go to your vineyard, do not strip it bare, leave it for the poor. Moses continues with more faithful ethics in that passage that Ben read about how to live. Do not steal, do not defraud your neighbor, do not render unjust judgment. Indeed, love your neighbor as yourself. We always need to hear these words. We need to hear them for ourselves. We need to hear them for our world. God's ways seek to set the human life and human relations on a better trajectory, a trajectory of moderation and restraint, a trajectory of care and help for one another, a a trajectory of honesty and justice. This is what God intends, but we keep struggling with it. And animosity fills our personal lives, and animosity fills our workplaces, And we know all about it at the state capitol or in Washington, politics, the president, the press. We all like to point fingers. 
We seem to have a hard time responding well to the kind of life and interactions and honesty and integrity that God intends. I saw a great quote this week. When we're the most blessed, we should build longer tables instead of higher walls. In the midst of some of Jesus' most important teachings, he spoke about life, and he spoke about retaliation, and he spoke about love. Listen to Matthew 5. I'm beginning at verse 38. You've heard it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the evildoer. If anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go the second mile. Give to everyone who begs from you and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. You've heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I say to you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you treat, greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. This is the word of the Lord. Jesus wants to show us how to participate in the inbreaking of the reign of God into our world. Jesus wants to get us fully and finally into living in a way that promotes, embodies, inaugurates, reveals the reign of God in our midst. The question is, can we do this? Is this realistic? Is it possible? Can we do this? If you pay attention to baseball, you know what's happening in these days regarding baseball. Spring training is kicking into gear. By now, all pitchers and all catchers from every team are at camp, and there's a countdown clock of spring training even on Facebook. Spring training is always a hopeful time for every team. If you pay attention to the comic strips and to Charlie Brown, perhaps you might recall the storyline from Peanuts. Charlie Brown is always hopeful about his baseball team. He wakes up thinking about baseball. He wakes up hoping his team is going to win a game this year. He's so positive, thinking finally this is the year. Waiting and possibility are right before him. Is it possible that his team will win a game? Well, that remains to be seen. He's still Charlie Brown, a picture of frustration. He looks ready. He acts ready. But he has grape jelly all over his shirt. He looks ready. He acts ready. But he still has Lucy in left field. He still has nobody on his team who can pitch or catch. And he still has Snoopy running around. Is it really possible? This is where we are between possible and reality. Can we move from where we are to where God wants us to be? 
on these tough issues. The word of the week is shepherd. You've already heard that from Ginger. Another word that was given by several of you. We are people of the good shepherd. And the good shepherd keeps trying to shepherd us toward the reign of God, toward life and living that embodies the kingdom. So our emphasis on the word shepherd is as a verb, as in how can we participate with God in the inbreaking of God's reign? How can we participate with God in the shepherding of life toward wholeness and hope and God's purposes? When I was in college, I spent a year living and working in New Zealand. Part of the time was spent with Lyle Miller, who with his brother and his mother and his wife and his kids owned a very large sheep farm. They raised sheep. They shepherded sheep, keeping them safe, keeping them healthy, producing wool for wonderful New Zealand yarn. That was their life, to shepherd to care for and corral, to feed and nourish, to maintain and then shear the sheep for their wool. So in a similar way, Jesus is asking his disciples, asking us to shepherd all of life toward the reign of God, the inbreaking of light and love and joy and hope that God intends for everyone. How does it happen? Well, it happens as we allow God to change our hearts It happens as we seek to live in a way different from all the ways that are happening in the world. Jesus said, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye. But then Jesus says, here's another way. The Jesus way. How we might shepherd in God's reign for our lives and for our world. It happens specifically in how we treat one another. And what Jesus wants to do is change our hearts so that we'll change the trajectory of our lives and indeed change the trajectory of the world from violence and retaliation to compassion and the inclination toward generosity. Change the trajectory from greed and selfish gain to poise and magnanimous acts of kindness. This is what's needed to bring about life and hope in our hurting world. Change hearts, change the world. That's Jesus' message. And Jesus speaks about this in very concrete and practical ways. He says, if somebody hits you on the cheek, offer the other one. If somebody sues you in court, give them what they want. If someone forces you to go one mile, go two. And give to every beggar and borrower who asks. In all of this, Jesus wants to move us from the reality of the world, a place too full of revenge and retaliation, too often full of selfish gain and senseless animosity, and move us toward the kingdom of God. We live between reality and possibility. Preacher and commentator Tom Long writes about this passage, and he says this, It boggles the mind, of course, to think about living out this example literally in our contemporary society. If we did exactly what Jesus says, turn the other cheek, give to every beggar, and respond to every issue by giving double the amount, we would be broke, homeless, and in the emergency room before noon. There are beggars on every corner. 
even on our church building corner. There are endless ways that we can be sued in today's society. And we can all be quickly exhausted, both with our lives and our resources, if we tried to meet every need. So Long makes the important point that Jesus' words may not be supposed to be taken literally. They're absolutely supposed to be taken seriously. It's about being in our acts who we are in fact. We are the cherished holy people of God. We heard that already In the first lesson, this affirmation is so clear. And we are called to be holy. Holy in how we live. That means set apart in God's ways. Holy in how we live. We may not be able to meet the need of every person who asks, but we're absolutely called to live our lives in a way that's shepherd in the reign of God. To change the world with how we live. Our person and our purposes intend to align our lives with God's purposes. This is what Jesus is getting at. If anyone does evil to me, how do I respond with only good in return? This is, the idea is not to be a victim, oh, just hit me again, but to be a blessing and to live in a way that embodies the presence and the possibilities and the purposes of God toward a better world. If someone needs sincere help from me, A handout, though maybe appropriate on occasion, really does very little good. We need to be working on a hand up. As the holy people of God, we're called to shepherd in the reality of God's love and wholeness and hope. We're to shepherd in God's purposes with how we live. And you know what? In our downtown setting, this gets really difficult. We have people in and around our church who ask us for help every single day. So we provide a Monday meal to feed hungry folks. And we provide other services in other ways, supporting uh, significant ministry and mission efforts around our city. And we still have people asking us for more almost every day. We try to respond. I have seen various ones of you literally take off your coat and give it away. I have seen others of you take off your shoes and give them away. Reach into your pocket and give money. This is inspiring. This is part of shepherding life toward the kingdom. But all of this remains very complicated. And there are questions. And there are problems about what's most helpful and what is toxic. What makes us feel good and what's making others uh, move to a better place. What's helping us feel better and what's actually shepherding in the reign of God. We have to keep thinking about this and struggling with this and listening to each other and helping each other because there are many questions about what's possible and what's better than a handout, maybe. We keep working on this. Jesus absolutely wants us to shepherd in the reign of God and it always involves how we act how we treat people, how we live. We have to treat everyone with kindness and grace and integrity and respect. We and everyone we meet are children of God. And we have to recognize each other's humanity. We have to see the light of Christ in everybody we meet. 
But here's where it gets more complicated, especially for me. So I'm preaching to myself in this here. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say no because we're saying yes or trying to say yes in other areas that are offering significant help. I think we can and we need to say no to some children of God who find themselves in very distraught situations because we're seeking to offer our resources and our energy and our help to other causes and other efforts to strive to address the macro situation. It's okay to say no to panhandlers on the street who look for our dollars because we're seeking to give our dollars in larger efforts to feed hungry people or to ministries that provide housing or medical care or other services. What Jesus wants and what Jesus expects is that we keep working on shepherding in the reign of God. This is our goal in every day of living. And we keep working on what is most effective. We're called to live the kingdom ethic. We're called to shepherd in the reign of God. I read again this week the story of Yoni Jesner. Yoni Jesner was a Jewish man who grew up in Glasgow who was studying in Jerusalem. He was a student. And he had plans to be a doctor. And he had already gotten accepted into medical school. Several years ago, Yoni was traveling on the number four bus in Tel Aviv when a suicide bomber detonated his belt. Fifteen pounds of explosives made much more damaging because the backpack was filled with nuts and bolts and nails. Six people were killed. Dozens more were maimed. Yoni Jesner was on that bus and he was rushed to the hospital and placed on life support but he had been brain dead since the moment of impact. Yoni's family and community were devastated. Yoni had been a model of decency and kindness. That's how people knew him. He wanted his life to be about saving life and after racing to the hospital the family made a quick decision Yoni had wanted to save life. They would donate his kidneys, his liver, his spleen. And among those whose life was transformed by this gift was Yasmin Abu Ramallah, a seven-year-old Palestinian girl from East Jerusalem who had been on dialysis for two years. This was an extraordinary deed to save the life of someone on the other side, one of whose people had just murdered your family member. It takes exceptional courage, commitment, especially in the face of such grief to make such a decision. But acts like these are about shepherding, shepherding in the reign of God. This is how we are called to live, shepherding in the reign of God. We are to be, in our acts, who we are in fact, holy people, the cherished people of God. We're living in complex times, lots of anxiety, lots of questions. We're called to live a certain way, seeing Christ in everyone we meet, striving to figure out what's the way, the best way to shepherd in 
the reign of God, we do all things with poise and magnanimous grace. Like God, we strive for a more wholesome and hopeful world. May we keep working on this, and may God bless us, encouraging us to help each other with it and to promote the light and the love and the justice and the peace of Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, we seek to shepherd in your promised reign. Show us the way. Make us effective servants of Christ our Lord. Amen.